Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again for another exciting episode of UTR Presents Bad Blood. It's me, your boy, Bryce Down Boogie, along with the man behind the boards, Mongo Dave Renfield. Mm. 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like a fool. I'm more like a ghoul. You know, I really, you know. But Renfield I was eating. Know. Renfield was eating bugs, bro. He, he wasn't even food. eating. Right. He had a plate full of cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see um, Mel Brooks's vampire, uh, Dead and Loving It, Dracula Dead and Loving It? With fucking Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. Yes. <laughs> Dude, Redfield was <laughs> fucked up. Every time I think of Redfield, that's the first thing I think of is that guy. Um, thank you for joining us. This wonderful. Saturday morning. We told you we were going to do this on Saturdays, and we, goddamn it, we stuck to it. We stuck to it. We got a goddamn it's, Saturday. Took us, it took us a few weeks, but we, got, yeah. we finally got it. In. Finally got it. In. This episode we properly entitled "Daddy's Home." Now, just a fair warning: if you have ever gone through or have known someone who has gone through domestic violence, this episode will trigger you. It will invoke tons of emotion because this episode is focusing on the mental and emotional aspect of domestic violence and domestic abuse. And the episode pretty much starts off with Louis telling about his recovery. As we last left off, Lestat, in an angry fit of rage, beat the crap out of Louis. Flies up to the sky after almost killing him and then just drops him. Over 20,000 feet. <laughs> you know. And he's talking about his recovery. He's like, five weeks or maybe it was two months. Right, where he couldn't see out of one of his eyes. He had he's a couple of... <laughs> He, a couple of broken vertebrae, um, a punctured lung, a couple of... Before any further, Danny's like, wait, hold on. You can I fly? Can, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can fly? Right. No, 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 I, I can't. And it's not flying. He called it the Is fly it, oh, gift. Right. <laughs> or whatever it was called. But wait, he, hold on. So... He could fly. He fly. Cloud gift. It's a cloud gift. Like it was very like called the right thing. Right. Very specific <laughs> about that. Very, said, no, very... no, we we talked about it last week because I think you said that he was on the fly, and I was wondering if that was the case. And you're right. Uh, good call. Right. Yeah. He has apparently only certain vampires can acquire the gift of cloud walking. Of yeah, because he called it cloud walking. Or clouds, yeah, like cloud walking. Like so only he said cloud walking or cloud gift or something like that. Yeah. Right. He refused to call it flying, and but Daniel is pressing. He's like, <laughs> so like Superman. 
<laughs> well, like, does he defy the laws of physics that <laughs> Superman does? He's <laughs> <laughs> saying everything he can to get him, Louis, to say the word flying. Like he's, he's like hovering, propulsing. Like, like you can fly. hover. He's like you can hover. He's like if you mean to hover and propel yourself in a certain direction. He was able to do that. He said, "Some fucking flying, then, bro. Like, what are you talking about? That's what fucking flying is. <laughs> you know." So he's telling him about this, and what was very interesting. There was a part where you can kind of see. Louis hurt Rashid's feelings. Now we know Rashid is there to pretty much serve. <laughs> you know, Rashid is there to pretty much serve um Louis. So he, you know, in the end, you know, his ultimate goal probably is to have Louis fully turn him and that for them to be together and stuff like that. Louis says to Daniel, if you would ask, I would turn you now. And that kind of freezes Rashid. Like, excuse me? I'm I'm the one that's doing everything for you here right now. And you got the nerve to want to turn this motherfucker? Miss Mr. Mr. Slappy Hand? Because <laughs> back then he said, like, yeah, back when I was 20. I, I thought you were wasting me. it. I thought you were wasting it, yeah. And uh, what do you think, Rashid? And Rashid said, I think he's doing very well with his power and his money and the time that he has. <laughs> and Daniel says, you know, back then he was living in a shitty apartment. Shitty apartment. <laughs> shitty ass apartment in San Francisco, <laughs> which we'll get into later on, too. Um, so this episode pretty much is. We specifically named it Daddy's Home because whether we want to realize it or not, the stock is pretty much Louis and Claudia's dad. Like he's well, Claudia. He, Claudia doesn't Claudia, yeah. Claudia 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 sees it different. Claudia sees it different, but at the end of the day, she pretty much is because we find out he has control over her as well. In the long run. More than we more than we ever <laughs> imagined. We, we we knew it, but more than we knew. Right. So for six years, Louis said, the stat kept trying to come back into their lives. He showed up in a brand new Rolls Royce and tossed Louis the key. Rolls Royces just came out like last week, and Lestat got one, got two. He said, Mom's is back at the house. This one is yours. And at this point, uh, they say it's been six. It's been six, no, three years, years here. It's been three, three years, years. Three years here with the with the Rolls Royce. For three years, and he says, I can I can deal with you telling me to go away, but I can't deal with the silence. The silence is, um, how do you put it? The silence is cruel. Yeah, you're never cruel, Louis. <laughs> Louis, Louis looking at him like, stuff. right? Louis like, dude. You beat me to death. Just the power. If I was human, I would have died. You killed okay. me twice. twice. <laughs> okay. And Claudia is not having any of it. And 
the reason why I I was telling Mongo before this particular episode, before we started, that this particular episode triggered me, is because Claudia is now taking on the one thing that Daniel has called Louis from the start that Louis did not want to admit to, but you see it and it comes to fruition. The battered housewife. Mm-hmm. Louis has Daniel has called Louis the battered housewife. And when Louis was telling about how Stott was trying to court him and come back into their lives, Daniel made a comment. Oh, officer, he's not usually like that. It was just one time that he he he, he got out. He he did this. Referring back to Louis being the battered housewife. Claudia in this situation is the child watching. But even though she calls Louis Papa Lou, that's her mom. (laughs) Okay? That's her mom. In this situation, she's watching what would be considered her mom try to recuperate and push aside what her dad has done. The mom is trying to forgive, but the child still holds the anger. And if you have ever seen or been in that situation where you are the child, that happens. The child becomes the protector. And the child holds on to the anger a lot longer than the person who is actually being abused in, in a lot of situations. And you see this happening with Claudia and Louis and Stott and their dynamics. Louis is slowly breaking down and Claudia is like, no, fuck that. Fuck him. Fuck that. Fuck him. It's just us. Right. Finally, the thing that gets Louis is he makes he makes him a fucking mixtape, essentially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he made him a baby comeback mixtape <laughs> with the with the radio standing outside the, the window. <laughs> baby come back, we can have it all this way. <laughs> Pretty much, Louis. <laughs> The stop makes him a mixed album. <laughs> makes him a mix. Fucking accent. Baby, come. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 we're hearing two different versions. In the present, we're hearing what Stats voice. That's voice. Right. But the original one. You know, the stock was a was a wild boy. The stock got his side hole that caused all this trouble to sing on the track. The stock pulled the biggie right there. <laughs> when Biggie had Lil Kim rapping with him and, and and Faith in the background pissed off, the stock pulled the biggie right there. Like, yeah, 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 come on. I'm girl. You know I still love you. Hey, yo, Kim, I need you to be on this hook real quick. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't even call it that game. We gotta call this motherfucker something different. The stat is. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think there's a there's a place on the spectrum for him. Uh, right. Like I. I don't think there's anything he won't stick his penis in. If you really want to be the truth, if there's a watermelon looking ripe enough, the stock gonna get it. So I don't know what to call the stock. Let's call his ass a uh, a trier. <laughs> That's what we gonna call him. We are gonna call him a trier because his ass is gonna try every goddamn thing. So yeah, <laughs> I can't remember so, what it is. There's some movie or something where somebody goes. Jesus Christ, if my pencil sharpener had a skirt, you try to fuck it. And I can't remember what that is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's the start. That is the start. <laughs> so, Louis listening to this album. He's impressed that, you know, the start is playing the music. But then he's listening to the boys. He's like, this motherfucker has Antoinette singing on this damn song, which causes Louis to. Find the stuff, but he didn't just drive to find. Louis swam across the Mississippi. Yep. Swam he across the Mississippi. Motherfucker said, "I, you know, I, I swim, swim faster fat than, I run. than I than I drive." No, he said, "I swim faster than I drive," and I'm like, "Well, damn." Motherfucker swam across the Mississippi for it. And then he looked at because he finds the spot at Antoinette's. And he's like, How dare you? You have her sing on this shit. And he looks at over at Antoinette and said, Get dressed and get out. She said, But this is my house. He said, I don't my think house. you heard me. I said, Get dressed and get out. And my son said, <laughs> Go. Right. <laughs> like if you want to live you better take your ass on and one thing leads to another the next thing you know we have to start back into the household banging and banging banging and banging they're giving him rules for him, for him to accept to come back we start, off with rule, we start off with we start off we start off with rule number four. We don't know what yeah. one, two, and three were. Okay. We start off with rule number four. You have any idea what you think they might have been? Um I don't know because the ones that we do here were pretty important. So I have no idea what could be number one, two, and three on the list with the ones it's that we like, do here. <laughs> number one, two, and three. You can't beat us. No beat. <laughs> Keep your hands to your motherfucking self. <laughs> That's Mind one through and three. Motherfucking business, business bitch. <laughs> you I'm stupid no nipple having ass, bitch. Goddamn, motherfucking. <laughs> so, I have no idea what one, two, and three can be because we start off with number four, and number four is right off the rip. Kill Antoinette. Probably the most important rule because they repeat it. I think that's also rule six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no outside lovers. Kill Antoinette. <laughs> then it's no lies between us, no no more secrets. And, and then, then kill another, Antoinette again. Right. And then another important rule that Claudia <laughs> brought up is 
I am now considered your sister or your companion. I, you are no longer my fault. I am not your daughter. You are no longer my father. He's like, but I'm your maker. He seems like either your sister or companion. That's that's the rules. Or well, there's the, the door. Mm-hmm. And another thing was no secrets. That was supposedly a big, big, big time, big, big thing. And something that was asked by Louis that we were all wondered is, was he responsible for Paul's death? Mm-hmm. Now, Lestat says no, he would never do that. Paul just magically heard something in his head that said, yo, jump, walk on off. Mm. Like, Paul was Paul was gone, but he wasn't that gone. Yeah, we, and I'm sure by the end of the season, we'll probably get that that admission, that confirmation <laughs> that he did have something to do with that because there's no way he didn't because he even said that he was in his head at dinner, right? That one he episode, could, that first episode, the first time he met him, he said, "Not here, not 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 with them." Don't do that here. So, who knows? We then get to now. There, Louis is play, pretty much playing the mediator between Claudia and the stop. Come on, your daddy's not that bad. He's trying his best, and then the come on, she's a teenager. You got to understand. She saw what happened. You got to realize. Yeah. I, we had a comment last week that said as bad as that beating was when it comes to dealing with domestic abuse, this was the episode that was worse. And they were right. I, I can I can see that. Yeah, I can see. Because that beating was tough. It lasted only like five minutes. But afterwards this is the whole episode. It is of, the entire time. Of him being the battered housewife and trying to smooth things over between the protective child and the abusive husband. So anytime Scott tries to offer gifts or anything to Chloe, she meets him pretty much. And she's Louis points out that she's just as there are lots there are a lot more similarities between the two of them than either of them wants to point out. Both of them like to be the one to say, ha, I'm right, you're wrong. Both of them like to be petty. So they both also point out that uh, they have something in common, and they admit they have something in common. And it's still and talking about how to feed. Right. That was getting ready to bring that up. So we're at a point where they're in a park bench, and Lestat comes up with the room. Because he, he pretty much tells Louis, look, I know you decided you wasn't going to feed on humans, but you look down on us who do feed on humans. And he's like, no, I don't. And Chloe goes, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So the stock comes up with a rule. He said, if I can make a rule in this new compromise and situation we have going on, can that when we feed, it's only humans. And Louis uh, agrees okay. immediately. Immediately. First thing he does when that happens is he follows someone off. Uh-huh. And we don't see what happens, but we know what happened. Pretty and, much. And uh, like we see there, like, oh, maybe Lestat and Cody, Cody might have have a break. 
in common. Nope. 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 Claudia does not fold at all. <laughs> now, Scott tries one more time, and it's he brings a finger with a ring on it and a news clipping mm-hmm. that says "Sing dies tragically." Antoinette, Antoinette is is, oh. is is tragically dead, deceased. Oh, Mike. my decided to join, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of our uh, podcast brothers who joins us usually for our wrestling show and for our dragon show. Yes, Mike, you should start binging so that way you can catch up with us for next week because tomorrow is the season finale of the show. So definitely catch up. Um. <clears throat> We he comes in with a finger in a news clipping article and it says Singer dies tragically. And we look and it's Antoinette's finger and her ring. And he handed Claudia as a gesture. I remember that she used to like souvenirs. Claudia looks at it, takes the ring off, and throws the fucking finger over her head into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, but keeps the ring. Hold on, but but here's one thing. Here's another point I want to bring out that shows she's still the protective child with angry with the abusive parent. The staff makes a comment, you know, we should try to fix the place up so that way, you know, we can, uh, you know, make the place more comfortable and she was like no we keep the hole so we remember what happened pretty much telling him yeah play catch up this week seriously <laughs> he's like you we keep the hole so that way we know what happened like we never gonna let you forget what the fuck you did what you did it you gonna have to try for forever to make up for it louis would if claudia wasn't there Louis would just let it go. But now, I mean, that's very important. Now, one thing that we do see in this episode a lot is Claudia and Stott playing chess. And during this time of them playing chess, Claudia goes into her interrogation of a Stott. Um, asking him questions, asking him questions that, honestly, a angry, hurt child would ask of an abusive parent. So how long have you, I remember, um, so what was your first love like, Nikki? He was like, Nicholas. He was like, but I, I, I thought you, you, you made a song called Nikki. But is, is that what you do with all of your lovers? You make songs for that? Something that a child that's angry at a parent would do. And the reason why I know, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna lie, I used to, I used to throw shots constantly, constantly. <laughs> but oh, I'm sorry, y'all. That, that that brought me back for a second. Sorry for a second. And during this time, the stat is. Answering the questions, but he's also telling he's also telling Claudia, like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to throw me off so you can beat me in the game. 
some shit like that. Like I know I know what you're doing. You're trying to throw you're trying to throw me off. Um, but don't forget, I played three people at once one time and a world famous chess player, and he beats. <laughs> oh boy. Uh -huh. Awesome. <laughs> and he be he beats Claudia. And during that time, he's looking at Louis, answering these questions. And one of, one of the main questions that she asked him was, who was your maker? What happened to him? And he let him know his name was Magnus. And he said Magnus kept him as a slave. And then Magnus died. He doesn't say anything else. The whole time that he's yeah. talking. Claudia <laughs> thinks... Uh... <laughs> Claudia uh, immediately thinks that he killed uh, Magnus. Magnus. And immediately. Louis is just like, oh my God, this is terrible. Because what he say that he, uh, th and, it's, and it honestly is pretty fucking heartbreaking when you think about it. He says, I was kept in a tower surrounded by people that look just like me. Like me. My eyes, mm -hmm. my body my type, body my hair, everything. Fresh bodies, some that were bloated from, from the long stench of death. I thought that I would be next, but he ended up turning me, and then he threw himself into a fire. Right. I'm like, hmm. That sounds just, really interesting. Mm, he just, just uh, tossed himself in. Got it. After after all those murders, he just uh, decided that was too much, and hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> and something else that is pointed out that Lestat makes no. He makes it known that he can. Well, now he doesn't make it known that he can hear them, but he makes it known that he can pretty much sense that they're talking to each other because he says it. He's like, "No, she's talking to you in your head right now, Louis. That's not fair." I thought we had no secrets. So the side thing is, he doesn't want them talking to each other in his ear, in their heads, because he supposedly and cannot hear what's going on with them because he's their mate. Supposedly. Yeah, we really don't know if, how true that actually is. If that's just something he told them just to have control or um, you we know, find, it's, it's... Hold on, we find out later. We, we, we kind of we find don't, out we don't, later. We don't, we, we don't find out if he can hear them. Hold on, hold on. Yes, he, we, he, yes we kind of do. Yes, <laughs> we kind of... I'll, I'll tell you why. Because we're building up to it right now. During this time, Claudia is now putting a thought into Louis's head of leaving, going to New catching a train to New York, and then going over to Prague, Romania, the different old countries, so that way they can find other vampires. Now, as she's sitting there begging Louis to come with her. Louis in the next room, fanging and banging. There's you, you, you more gay. Here you go. Louis in the next room, <laughs> getting sucked and fucked from the back again. While, while <laughs> talking while to his talking child to in his, his head, <laughs> while talking which, to his child in his head, which is 
fucked up on every level. There's a, this show is like doing a lot of fucked up shit. Like the episode where Claudia talked about uh, being a forever virgin, like because like, yeah. parts would keep being you know regrown. That was one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. <laughs> and then this is like holy shit, gee, this show has it pulls no punches. Not one bit. <laughs> now, an interesting thing to point out is during this time, Louis in um, re-encountering the story, Daniel is in the midst of his medication, his transfusion that he schedulely needs to have done. Because don't forget, Daniel has Parkinson's. So Daniel, being the asshole that he is, asks the doctor, hey, doc, do you know he's a vampire? The doc answer all the time is, I'm not here. I'm not here. I've never been here. I'm, I'm here. not here. That's the voice of Dr. Yada Yada. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not I'm not here. <laughs> Louis even asked the doctor a question at one point, and the doctor looks over at Louis and says, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. here. <laughs> like, don't put me in, in this. So, the reason I mention that because it plays into a factor later on. Um, Daniel is getting his fusion. Louis is recounting the story. And we're at a point in the scene where they say they're, they're at a, we're at a point where they're in the park. It's Louis Lestat and what's it called? Louis Lestat and Claudia. They're in the park. They're normal nightly hunting, feeding. And now remember, internet's supposed to be dead. Internet's supposed to be dead. Stott looks over and says, I'll see you two in, in dawn, at dawn. Claudia says to Louis in, his, in her mind, we're going to answer that together. So followed Lestat. Yeah. So they follow Lestat, and where do they find Lestat? <laughs> that's, that's probably more like Claudia. Than <laughs> <laughs> right. It might be Claudia instead of fucking <laughs> Louis. It's and lo and behold, where's Lestat? With Antoinette. Who we see, it appears Lestat has turned. It appears that Lestat has turned Antoinette. So she's now a vampire. And she wants to leave. And Lestat's in love with Louis. He's like, you know, New Orleans is the place for me. I can't leave. And she's like, I can't continue my career. I'm disfigured because of you. And she takes her glove off. And lo and behold, it damn sure was answering that finger. Because when she takes her glove off, she got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle hand going on. She got the heroes in the half shell. She got the Black Power Rangers hand going on. All right. She had to. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> that, was, that was my reaction. I was like, oh, my. Like, I think he ripped it off. Like, it's not a, that's not a, mm, she's out here giving the, per, the she's out here doing a, a, a permanent Hawaii aloha. <laughs> Give him the fucking Uso, what's up? <laughs> aloha, brother. <laughs> like, that's what she did to with. <laughs> so, <laughs> Louis and Claudia look at this, and they go back to the park. 
and Chloe is like, come with me, come with me, come with me, come with me. And she doesn't. He, he, Louis decides, you know, I, I can't even pronounce these places' names. There's, there's no way. I'll which be is, which to... is bullshit because he's a right. on this shit in a second. Right. And this is just him, his wife saying, I, I can't leave him. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I'm too far gone. You have to be the one to leave. And you're strong enough now to do it by yourself. Right. And that is something that happens all so much in domestic violent cases in households when there's children. Child I can't leave your dad. It's too late for me. I'm too old. But you can go on. Right. Like, who's going to want me? You know, that type of scenario. And <clears throat> Chloe is begging and begging and begging him. And Louis finally decides to convinces Claudia to go on without her. Now, we don't know the exact how long Claudia is gone, but it appears that it's long enough to where Lestat is upset. That she's going because Louis is going back into his sulking once again. Not only is he going going back, it's worse than before. Before. It's worse than before. So Louis comes into the house and the stat is listening to the radio, something that he never does. And it's Louis says, what do you listen to the radio for? You never listen to it. He's like, do you know that Germany has invaded Poland? And it's chaos going on over there. He's like, well, you don't never care about humans. Why do you care? He's like, no, I don't. But I know you do. And I just worry about that because, you know, I wouldn't want anything to happen. So little Claudia was over going towards Prague. And Louis looks to his left and who's sitting in the living room. Claudia. And he said, but luckily our little girl has changed her mind and come back home. When this happens, and we go back to this, because we saw her on the train hiding, and Lou was like, you know, she she deserved to have a, a seat with a window looking over the scene and moving on. But because she's basically black at this, right. time, this time and age, she already wasn't going to get that. And because she's also a vampire, people already looked down on her for being different. She got what she, she could get. And that Which was, was her hiding in a boxcar <laughs> with the pets in the storage. Right, and then we see her like celebrating because they didn't find her. But then soon we hear violence and hold on. wait, 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 not just not just yet, not just, we, we, we don't hear that just yet because Louis is surprised on why she is there. He's like, okay, let's start. This tells us our baby has decided to change her mind. So we don't find out what happens until a little bit later. on. Like maybe ten minutes later, we find out exactly what happened on that train. So, um, out of the blue, one day while they're playing chess, Claudia is very much quiet while playing chess against the stat, and the stat is talking his usual mess, 
But Claudia is actually talking to Louie. And she tells Louie, I've made a decision. No, this happened after the train. No, you know what? They're talking, as she's talking about it, she's reminiscing about what happened on the train, which causes her to come to this decision. Okay. Maybe you're right. So, which causes her to, because he was like, something was different about Claudia. And it comes, and we, and as she's telling Louie that her plan is she wants to kill the stock, we go back, flash, we flash back to the train. And right after we see Claudia celebrating, we hear, <laughs> we hear that behind the door. And door swings open. It's the start in the conductor's head. With the conductor's head, moving the conductor's mouth. This is out of New York. Next stop, Alabama. <laughs> it is... <laughs> it is both the like it was fucking terrifying, but also it was fucking hilarious. Right, and it lets it like, reminds that, you that Lestat is still a fucking vampire and a killer he's at a, any given point. Well, this this whole show, the whole, like they don't show you them killing people, especially right. in this episode. But they talk about feeding, so mm-hmm. like they they try they keep trying to show you. Oh no, these people aren't you know they're they're just like us. But every time we go back to Daniel, he's like. You're still fucking like your killers, <laughs> right? Like you, you're and, still eating people. Like no matter, because every time we see the going back, it's just through Louis's point of view and how he is his rose-colored glasses. But then when we talk about Lestat, it's always Lestat being batshit fucking crazy, crazy, right? <laughs> and that guy, that actor is so he he yeah. is perfect. He is so great in this. <laughs> so he's sitting there with the conductor's head stop, and he's sitting <laughs> in front of Claudia who is now shook and he tells Claudia you know you're, you're breaking up our family you're breaking up our happy home the last time you left he went into a, a, this depression and this time it's even worse the stock then reveals you know if a mind to it. You, you left without saying goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you left like, without saying just goodbye. Like, Again? Again? I don't know. It's so fucking good. And, but Lestat does feel <laughs> that if he concentrates hard enough, he can hear vampire thoughts from up to hundreds of miles. So he heard the plan. Sassy is not the word. Okay. First off, when your name is when your name is Lestat, you gotta be sassy with a name like that. (laughs) I don't don't think he heard their plan because he said he heard Butch thinking about her because he said he still thinks about you. So what he was saying was he heard and knew everything that she went through when she was gone. He found he didn't, he didn't he didn't say anything about no because he thoughts. He, he mentioned I believe he mentioned something about Prague too. He said he wants to go for Prague. So he, like he, he he reads he reads her journals. They and like he just because he says he leaves and they thought he was going to go see somebody else doesn't mean he did that. I he's we don't know 
I think at this point, can. there's nothing that says that he can he can hear their thoughts. And in the books, I think it does. When he when he said that, I think that was implying yes, he can hear them. That's what I'm. It's, it's it's unless unless that's a change they're doing for the show. It's not something he can do. And I don't. And all, I think all they were saying was that he heard what Butch did to her, because then he was like, "Oh, she, she said." Oh, bastard and he said oh yes i agree when she was talking about him he was like oh yeah butch yeah butch is a bastard mm-hmm. um but he that was just him saying he he was listening in on essentially he was listening in on essentially her rape and just has had no feelings towards it one way or another i guess i i got out of that him saying that he with him focusing enough he heard her plot to leave no i, I think he just knew i think he just i mean he, he he just he just he like claudia has written shit down before that he she shouldn't have and they have talked openly about it before without using their little mind uh-huh. game thing he probably just heard them talk about it when he when they thought he was gone probably <laughs> i i mm. Well, either way, he finds her. And and abusive daddy style, daddy's home, bring your ass home. He brings her back home. So now we're at I want to touch on the thing about, so he, he lets this dog out of the crate. This big ass king. <laughs> lets it out, and he kind of plays with the pets it a little bit, and then locks it back up and says... Tries basically, basically like this is what you are to me, and it's time for you to go back to your cage. Time for you to long enough. Time for you to go back to your cage. Let's go. Huh, man, what a fucking villain. And Claudia mentions that in her thought while she's playing this one particular game of chess. She's like, he's a, he's a slave and he wants to keep us his slaves. Mm-hmm. That's what this and, is about. And again, Louis is like, no, no, we're not slaves. No, I mean, we're like playthings, but we're not slaves. Like he's, uh-huh. and it's like you said, it's like the, the mother trying to just keep everything civil and Claudia being the child that's like fed up with all this shit. Mm-hmm. You, no. you, you're exactly right. Even at this point, he's still like, "No, it's not like that. No, but it is." And, and exactly the child, right. Is, right? And the child is like, "You know what? <laughs> if you don't see it, I'm gonna do something about it." Which nine times out of ten is what happens. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, that's exactly what happens. The child confronts the parent. And Claudia makes a decision that she's going to kill him. And then she tells Louis, I have a secret for you. One that you've been hiding so much. And he's like, what? When I kill him, you're going to enjoy it. And, Louis and at that point, says she was right. Right, right. But at Because at, at that moment, as they're playing the game, the status talk shit. Claudia is, playing, Claudia is playing this chess game and in the process is giving up all her main pieces. 
and you hear thought every now and then like, oh, another wasted pawn. Oh, what a terrible move. Like just the bishop, the bishop can't do this. And at the end of the at the end of the game, Claudia makes a move and you see that all her little pawns have been lined up to the point where it's checkmate. Mm-hmm. So she played he led her. Yeah, she led him to a trap. She led him into a trap, and he took away her bishop. He took away her queen. He took away her rook, and but he kept letting the pawns advance, and the pawns trapped the king. And instead of making the move and calling checkmate when they see it, she stayed in bed. Yeah, I he he was and that enrages him. Okay, okay, finish finish the game, finish the game. We'll play again. Nope. She makes the move when she wants to, was the message. And he did not like that at all. He flipped, blasted the table, flipped it. Ah, finish the game, finish the game. And at that point, that's when Louis realized she was right. I would enjoy it. When, when he dies. We then fast forward to present time and we see Daniel asleep. <laughs> Louis says, I wouldn't I would enjoy killing him. We'll start with the couch. I said I would enjoy killing him. <laughs> Daniel passed the fuck out from the medicine, uh, the IV stuff, the, all that shit that he had to do. Right. And so, uh, he says, uh, Rashid, are you awake? And Rashid says, I can be if you want me to. Mm-hmm. And tells her she to bring my blanket and yeah. and keep him comfy. Yes. And from there we find we see something very interesting. We see a flashback. very, very interesting. We see a flashback of a young Daniel in the probably late seventies or so, walk in San Francisco, walking into what presumably looks like a gay bar. It looks like he's walking into a gay bar in San Francisco in the late 70s. And he sits down and he hears someone talking to him. And you look over, it's Louie. We're flashing back to their first encounter when they're meeting. And Louie asks him, what's in the bag? He says, my work. Louie's like, what, are you going to kill me? Am I the next person here to kill? Are you going to say Right. So Daniel is like, no, I'm a writer. And he showed the tape recorder and he says, oh, what are you writing about? He's like, I like to get the common man. I like to talk to the people that, you know, make San Francisco. And he was like, oh, okay. He's like, these are the people that like make a difference. You're not going to interview you. I can, we can talk. And the way that, oh, I missed an important part. When Daniel sits down, the bartender comes over him and says, Danny, you better have my money. And the slot slides the card over and says, take care of that and whatever else he needs. And like a little sassy little asshole, Daniel says, like a, a, a grape sour. <laughs> like, like a little sassy little, nah. <laughs> he hits him with that. And he looks over at um the card and he sees it. So, so Louis de la Palme. And he said, that's a very interesting name. And Louis tells me, you know, my grandfather 
know, Hank Simpson's, you know, um, plantation. And Louis asked him, Danny asked Louis, he said, what, what do you do? And he says, I'm a vampire. So he tells him straight up and down, I'm a vampire. And they laugh. And Daniel says, I would really like to interview you. Knowing that he's in a gay bar, getting the gay scene and sense from Louis, he tells him, he's like, I don't usually, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to back down if, if something happens. If something happens, it happens. I just want to interview, but, you know, if it goes on, it goes on. Basically saying, I really want the interview, but if we're going to do this, I guess we're going to do this. And he said, oh, you wouldn't mind. And he's like, no, I wouldn't. And then he, Louis looks over and says, well, how about you? Would you mind? And a figure walks into a plane. We're pans back and we look, and it's Rashid. As young as he is now. Right. It's Rashid, as young as he is now, saying, no, I don't think I will. I'll, you two have fun. I'll excuse myself. And we end the episode with Daniel waking up from that journey. Okay. And the interesting part about that was I want to interesting part about that I want to point out is before we go into the dream when Louis tells Rashid to bring him a blanket, the last thing Louis says is bring him a blanket. Let's let him enjoy this dream. So did Louis and Rashid infiltrate his mind? Is is Rashid a vamp? Like, he can't be if he's feeding off him, right? Well, I mean, Lestat fed off of Louis once or twice after he was turned, I think. But Rashid be... They, they feed off each other when they have sex. And, and so... But, but Rashid, Rashid be in the daylight. That's who gets Daniel around in the house when she's during the daylight. True. But I, I, think, I think at this point he has to be, doesn't he? Or how long do ghouls last? Ghouls, ghouls don't last long, and they don't, they don't, they're not immortal. Ghouls aren't immortal. <laughs> unless there's another change for this time. Uh, unless, unless thing. this is a, um, what you call it? A subconscious of just Daniels once. It, and it could be. This, this, it might not exactly be, because, you know, again, it was a dream. It wasn't right. like he was going back and remembering this exactly. It was a dream. Right, but I he could be. I, I don't know. Older, he could because there, there, there's a there's a hierarchy in regards to vampires. But the older and you are, the more resistant you are to sun. Sometimes the older ones are just more powerful, and maybe that's the case. And if that and if that's the case, and that would mean that Rashid. Is older vampire wise than Daniel is. Um, Louis, you mean? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Then Louis. So the question is, then he might. That means he would be Louis, older than. Then the question is, did that make him older than Lestat? If that's the case. And then, who is Rashid? Well, we end the episode with Daniel awakening him, himself from this dream. And 
boom, we go to credits. If you stayed and watched a little bit after the credits, they give you a little sneak peek of what is going to be the series, the season finale. I'm sorry, the season finale. Ooh. Ooh, it's going to be good. It looks, from what I've seen, I see the bunch of vamps, and I see the bunch of food from what I've seen. Mm. Yep. A bunch of vamps and a bunch of food. It looks like it's going to be a doozy. I, I, here's the thing. I do remember. There are, there are names of characters from the original movie and the stories that we have yet to see. And I wonder if wasn't one of the Marcos one of those, huh? Wasn't one of the Marcos? Maybe. What was Antonio Banderas's name again? Armand. Armand, you got to talk. Yeah, there's yet to be an Armand. And wasn't the person in Queen of the Dam who made the stat um, Marcos? Because wasn't he the one who painted all those pictures? So, or yeah. was it or or was Marcos? Yeah, it was Marcos. Because he used to scream out his name. So they already changed the name from Marcos to Magnus. Marius. 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 There we go. So is he Marius? Is he dead? Or maybe Mustad didn't kill him? Because Mustad is afraid. To go back home. He said that before in this show. He's afraid to go back home. And if you remember from the movie, <laughs> killing of another vampire is punishable by death by other vampires. Mm-hmm. That's the so, one thing you do not do. You do not kill other vampires. Right. So that could be why he's afraid to go back. And that could be also why he's afraid to leave New Orleans. Because it's a good place for him to hide. Yeah, that's true. Because there's so much going on down there in New Orleans. Oh, the one thing I did want to bring up that we can use actually that uh, little sound bit where you were like, I don't know if we're going to need this for this podcast. <laughs> Claudia, Claudia, Louis, and the stop would often come home to relics and curses in front of their house with dolls and salt circles around to like ward off evil spirits and protect people and that's how they started to know it was time for them to like i guess get out of that area yeah because they much like right they were being cursed (laughs) they were being given curses by the by the community exactly uh by the way uh there was a point where we didn't talk about this, uh, where Claudia was trying to, to help uh, Louis get stronger and l- release a goat into the house, a little a baby goat, to have him chase, chase so he can get bigger, so he can like heal his bones and stuff like that. And, and he was chasing, and that goat was like. <laughs> 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 Bravo. <laughs> I knew I was gonna be useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Watch the movie. Yeah, he is. Do yourself a favor. Watch <laughs> the movie. I'm not going to lie to you. The movie's long. You're going to be there it's for long. two hours and probably about 45 minutes. It's long, but it's a good movie. It's, it's, good. it's a and you good know movie. If you, and if you're and, and show, I don't think the movie ruins anything because they've changed a pretty decent amount. Right. They had the um, same basic concept, but they changed a good amount of it. I put it to you, especially you of all people. You would enjoy the movie because you got Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Antonio Banderas, and you're going to see all damn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, long, long in a lot of ways, that kind of movie. It's, uh... all, with, all with long flowing hair that you can run your fingers through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there's a reason that movie got, <laughs> got so much fucking money. Right. Women were going crazy. During that time, okay, mm-hmm. you so you all people, yeah, you watch watch the movie, you'll enjoy it. Um, next week is going to be a doozy. It's going to be a goddamn doozy, bro. Like, I, I, I think Rashid is one of those that we just talked about. I, I don't know. I do remember. I do remember. Even though the movie was corny as shit, remember Blade Three when they found. Dracula, mm-hmm. the original Dracula, mm-hmm. he was able to walk around in the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's it fucking called? Uh, God, I can't remember. It's like this '80s vampire movie that they remade. Um, God damn, I need to look it up real quick because it happened in this. Right, you gotta let me know because I've seen a lot of the '80s vampire movies. Oh, um, Fright Night and Fright Night. Oh, yeah, he, he was walking around like, in the daylight. Too. In the daylight, they're like, you can't come in here unless we say you can, and he just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so may- maybe it just depends on how long you've been going. There's not really, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's it's all fiction, so you can fucking say whatever you want, right? Because he, in Fright Night, the in the original Fright Night, the main vamp, they everybody thought um, Keith Sutherland was the main vampire and his little posse, but they only came out at night. The main vampire was the dude that Corey Haim's mom was dating, who was the owner of a video store. Yeah, and he can't. No, no, that, that's the Lost Boys. Oh yes, that's that's Lost Boys. That's but Lost yeah, Boys. But yeah, but oh, yeah, that, oh, right, and Fright Night, right? Because it's the neighbor. It's the neighbor. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But uh, yeah, Lost Boys is even better because yeah, that guy walked around during the daytime. He owned a store, like you said. Like he was, he was seen everywhere. He was very, like, a very public, figure. prominent, right? <laughs> like, so I, I guess that. So maybe. So if that's the case, then Rashid is maybe a new master for for Louis. I don't, I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm very, I'm very I'm interested in seeing. I'm very interested in seeing that, and I, I know we're not going to get those answers in this next episode but i do know that season two better better have some stories revolving around that no dude i cannot we we need to find I out how rashid came into how louis came into possession of rashid i need to find that out there's so many yeah there's a lot of shit we, we don't have answered yet that we need to i i it's yeah man it's i think at this point it's it's up there with house of drag for my favorite show this year yeah, yeah, uh, I, I will say that. 
It's a really good show. It's a really good show. I like every spin that they've done so far to go with what they're doing. Because, like I said, me, me and you both talked about it when we found when we found out about the show. We were like, oh, shit, Louis is going to be black? How the hell are they going to pull this off? I have not had that question since the first episode. I was talking to Christina <laughs> this week about it. Actually, we were on the phone with her, and she's a big fan of these books as well as the movie. I said, yeah, I'm watching the show. And uh, this is the change they did. I talked about Louis being black, and she said, "But that's that changes so much." And I said, "I just watched the first two episodes. Just watch. Right. I guarantee you, once you start watching, that's not going to be your head anymore. And not one bit. They hit all the important shit. They just change stuff around a little bit, but it's nothing that you can't gloss." The one over. thing I am going to say of something about though, <laughs> they've done such a good job with. Costumes, makeup, and everything. Why did they give Louis that fucking Afro flat top in that flashback? It was a fucking Afro flat top. Your man looked like James Evans on the side and Kid from Kid and Play on the top. Okay, I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, what year is this? Is that what is it? 1970, 84? Like, what the fuck is going on right here? Like, what year is this shit going? Like, it's a flat top and a fro. We're going to have yeah, to fix that. Well, great. Also, there's one thing that I that we saw that looked kind of bad. Um, uh, Lestat's there, like, uh, to at the door, ring the doorbell. And Claudia answers, and he has a book for, for Louis. Right. And says, I, I see his shadow. I think he wants to see me. And then you see the coffin get thrown. But it wasn't a good effect. Really, if you go back and look at it, it's like they is like it's like a piano dropping. It's like this 3D <laughs> and it like didn't really work well with the street. Like it like right and, it and a like a little weird. And it was a busy street during a busy day. Why were there no people around that said anything about it? Yeah, no a fucking coffin just coffin just dropping out the fucking sky. <laughs> but it was like, a funny scene. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, it's uh, God, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm invested, and I've, I have tried my best to not see the rest of the show because I want to, I want to watch it live as it happens. Because, like I said, AMC has it all. Mm, I'm not doing it. Platform. I'm not doing it. Mm. I want to watch. I want to watch it tomorrow night with everybody else. I, that's how I want to mm. do it. Exactly, I was going to be done. And All right, folks, you can always follow us at facebook.com/slash under the ring pod. And don't forget to follow us at twitch.tv/slash under the ring pod as well. Don't forget to follow us right here. We got me, Rock Ribs44, on Twitter. Don't forget my boy right here, too, Greg Bush SK, and the rest of of the UTR podcast family, our boy who was in the comments earlier, Mike, Mr. Fresh Beard, and our boy, The Right Answer, our street team captain, Boreal, and our special co- co- correspondent who makes, who who comes in and makes rare appearances, Justin D. Baxley. Thank you for joining us, folks. We will be back around this time next Saturday, not Sunday, next Saturday. We will be back around this time next week. Thank you for joining us. UTR presents Bad Blood. We're out. Have a great week.